Welcome into episode five of Sports Are Funny with myself, George Ershwer, and uh, today's episode. Uh, before we get started, I'll give you a little breakdown, as always, of what this episode is going to be about. We're going to talk a little bit about the crazy sports schedule uh, of October that we, you know, uh, every year we get into, and this year with the NBA even starting earlier than normal. We have a ton of action and a ton of sports going on here from now until the end of October. Uh, we'll talk about some of the biggest storylines of the NFL weekend and the debacle of the New York Jets and Sam Darnold. And kind of go into a couple of things where I was really wrong this year on my NFL takes going into the season. Um, we'll also go through the biggest storylines heading into the NBA season and a viral story to top off the end about a girl who got arrested and started grinding on the cops. Um, you don't want to miss this episode, but first we got a, a word from our sponsor and then we'll get started. All right, so like uh, our sponsor said, go sign up for Anchor. Um, all right, so today marks the beginning of what is the busiest time of sports, the most crowded schedule. The NBA is back. Uh, a lot of tons of tons of stories, but I just kind of want to talk about uh, today, which is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast than usual about the crazy sports schedule that we're about to enter and the amount of games, the amount of content, the amount of TV we can watch. I mean, if you're married or newly married or in a new relationship, I don't I feel bad for you because I don't know what you're going to tell your significant other whether you're a girl who loves sports and has to tell the guy or a guy who loves sports and has to tell the girl and be like, "Yo, I I really can't do shit for a while. I know Halloween's coming and we got costumes and all that to plan. It's kind of like genius because Halloween's the only day. You're like, all right, cool. We'll do anything you want on Halloween unless it's like a Game 7 of a World Series. I don't know what what day Game 7 would fall on. I'm going to actually look that up right now. But um, other than that, okay, there will be no games for sure on Halloween. 30th would be the Game 7. So, yeah, like to say you know game seven just tell your significant other the 31st is all yours the first and second the first especially college football will be back on the second but the first is all yours we'll do whatever you want today we wake up for those soccer fans like myself we're watching champions leagues champion leagues today the ucl amazing content amazing soccer you know the bet the best soccer competition in the world then tonight we get the beginning of the nba season no zion unfortunately in the first game but uh we'll talk about that in the biggest storylines of the nba season coming up later in the podcast and then you have the world series tonight followed by tomorrow ucl world series and nba again and thursday luckily for the um for the NBA, we only have the NBA and NFL, which this week is Minnesota and Washington, which 
is going to be a shit show of a game unless Kirk Cousins, you know, is just setting this all up for to be primetime Kirk again and really just shit the bed <laughs> against the, his former team, the Redskins. But I don't expect that to happen this Thursday. But if you're Major League Baseball, I mean, you tried to do the right thing here and not schedule a game for Thursdays, but, um, but instead you schedule for the beginning of NBA season and the second day of NBA season. You skip Thursday thinking, oh, we don't want to compete against Thursday night football. But little did you know that, oh shit, now we're gonna have to compete. We didn't have. We're gonna have to compete with the Redskins and the Vikings. It would have been a perfect time to kind of take over the sports universe if you're baseball five o'clock on Thursday, because I think more people, especially if the series is tied one one, would turn into the World Series rather than turn into the uh, into the shitty ass NBA game. But baseball can't get it right when they go Friday and Saturday and compete directly with the NFL and Sunday, then take Monday off. And once again, Monday has a horrible Monday night football game between Pittsburgh and the Miami Dolphins. So they're constantly competing against the NFL and college football, Saturday 5 o'clock, Sunday 5 o'clock. That major major league baseball just can't catch a break. You might It might be done by game four if the Astros are really that good. Um, so we are really entering just like this time where sports takes over the universe. I mean, I think if there's hockey fans out there, I think like in general, this is the only week in in the whole entire year where you're going to have soccer, NBA, NFL, college football, and hockey. It's wild. So if you're a sports fan, there is not a better time than this, um, but back to a couple of things here, back to sports now that we talked about that. First of all, the World Series, um, quick prediction. I got the Astros winning in six. I'm rooting like hell for the Nationals. I'm so tired of this Astros team that's just going to continually dominate my favorite team, the Seattle Mariners, in our division. So I'd rather kind of get them out of a way, have them lose instead of just being like, man, my, our division has a champion for, you know, an, a World Series champion two out of the last three years. Uh, Joe Madden joining our division now the Angels finally have a competent manager the Astros are obviously going nowhere the um, the Athletics find a way to make the playoffs every year the manager is screwed Um, but if you watch that Astros and Yankees series man baseball is something else I mean you get a guy like Jose Altuve five foot six hits a walk-off home run uh, the inning before DJ LeMahieu, um, you know, hits a walk-off home run. I think it was the only time we've ever had back-to-back ninth-ending home runs after between guys that are known for to be wife beaters between Ozuna and Chapman. So it was nice to see the Karma Police kind of bite both of them in the ass. And then you got to go look at the meme online of Chapman's face, just look like a little weird, funny smile. You know, the captions everywhere are just like you know, it, absolutely hilarious. You had James Harden, Russell Westbrook in that Yankees-Astros game behind the dugout, waving their flags, so excited for the playoffs because I think they're just rooting for the Astros because they know they're not going to get Houston a title this season or any season for that fact, for that matter. So, yeah, man, the baseball playoffs was fantastic. Um, Last night in the NFL, man, you know, there were three – Two things before this season 
three things before this season I want to say regarding quarterbacks and four if you want to make it put Andrew Luck um, that I was really really big and high on and was really sure it was going to happen and I could not be more wrong about these things now we'll get started with Sam Darnold I mean the guy said he saw a ghost last night had him mic'd up I don't know who in the New York Jets organization thought it'd be a good idea to mic up Sam Darnold against the New England Patriots on Monday night fucking football and think that you know you're gonna get good results other than being frustrated against the best defense in the NFL it's just it's ridiculous it's stupid it's Jets being Jets but I want to talk about the four things where I was absolutely wrong and I've been an absolute shit show on. By the way, my picks for the first time this year went 0-5. My Huskies in college football lost. My Seahawks lost. I got more things I could be wrong about, actually. I'm going to make it five. I'm going to keep adding things to this list. Let's start with the first one last night. I said the Jets and were going to make the playoffs and Sam Darnold was going to have a breakout season. Well, what did he do? He got mono, first of all. He was making out with like way too many people in New York City and ended up with mononucleosis and... Um, you know, there's a great meme last night that he almost he like it was in the huddle, looked really out of sorts, and his team was bad, and it's like quote unquote, I almost died for this question mark. I mean, I know Mono's a serious thing, and uh, he wasn't making out models in New York City. If you didn't catch my sarcasm there, but in general, the guy just hasn't been what I thought he was going to be. Even though they beat the Cowboys last week, so I thought maybe you know I was you know kind of coming onto something and I was kind of being right about things. But no, it just looks like the guy's lost and the Jets organization is lost. That's the first thing I was wrong on. The second thing I was wrong on, I said, was the Philadelphia Eagles were going to be world beaters and be the best team in football, and Carson Wentz was going to have an MVP type of season. Wrong absolute shit show as well i seemed like they really didn't even give a fuck about playing against the dallas cowboys that team shows no fight doug peterson is a fucking clown they're 500 cents um they won the super bowl they wanted to teach everyone how to win super bowls and you do have to have fun you can't be like the new england patriots no you should be like the new england patriots and take things seriously that's a winning organization not this crap show Third thing I was wrong about was Lamar Jackson. I told you guys Lamar Jackson was going to be the, maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL, and I thought that it was more likely that Lamar Jackson would be out of this league in three years and have another playoff appearance. Wow, boy, was I wrong. He looks like the MVP of the AFC North. He was running all over the field. It seems like if you listen to anyone talk about his work ethic, Lamar Jackson's an absolute beast when it comes to good work ethic and good, you know, skills and being a good teammate and his teammates obviously rally around the guy so I was wrong about that so there's three things I was wrong about I told you Jameis Winston was going to have a huge year he threw five interceptions in London so maybe you know if you bring him back to America he'll get a little bit better but that guy's disappointed the hell out of me and I've been an absolute shit show about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who I thought they were going to make the playoffs and I said Andrew Luck was going to win multiple Super Bowls and the guy decided to fuck me over and retire so I could not have been more wrong this year about the NFL um, the one thing I did say was Tom Brady was going to continue to be Tom Brady and that was right but in general this year has just been complete crapshoot and as far as where I've been on quarterbacks and I've been wrong I'm not I'm not ashamed to say I have been absolutely wrong now there's a lot of season left a lot of these teams can rebound I don't think we're like just I know Sam Darnold said he was seeing ghosts last night but I'm in no point ready to panic about Sam Darnold's career 
that this season's a lost cause. Adam Gase is not the right coach. And that was kind of my thing. I thought, you know, Adam Gase, I say, Adam Gase is not the right coach. If you look at the AFC, for Christ's sakes, the Buffalo Bills are the only team with one loss other than the Patriots have no losses. The Ravens are sitting there at 5-2. and two, And the Colts, Texans, Jaguars, and Titans are all hovering around 500 in the South. It's going to be a weird season, a weird ending. And the last thing I was actually wrong about, I said the New Orleans Saints were going to take a step back and they might be the best team in the NFL. So go figure. I got one thing right this whole fucking season, and that's the San Francisco 49ers were going to be one of the best teams in the NFL, and they have been one of the best teams in the NFL. So don't listen to me too much. I said it on my NBA podcast yesterday with my brother Sammy Georgiou. Go download that being said podcast with George Georgiou and Sammy Georgiou to hear our over-unders for the NBA season. Um, Yeah, just an absolute shit show of the season. Let's move on to the NBA, but first, let's take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor. Yay! All right, so... Some of our biggest storylines going into the NBA seasons that I want to talk about. The NBA obviously begins tonight. Uh, everyone's excited. The NBA this year for the first time in a very, very long time is completely wide open. I don't think we have seen an NBA with this much parity since I would want to say the year after the Lakers broke up their big three uh 2000 i think it was 2003 season and i think the san antonio spurs ended up winning i know the lakers didn't win the season before they lost in the finals to the detroit pistons but they were kind of before the season picked as a runaway favorite so that's kind of why i chose this one as my first season since then we don't really have a runaway favorite this year um I know the big storylines like Paul George is out right now for a while. Um, You know, he's out at least a month or saying, but let's go through the biggest storylines of the season that I would, I'm going to be keeping my eye out on. And we're going to start with my favorite one first. And that's the golden state warriors and everyone writing them off and uh, saying that this team might not be a playoff team this year, and this team is going to, you know, the news came out today that Clay Thompson is likely to miss out on the whole entire season, which in other words means, hey, we'll take a look at it in April, and if we're in third or fourth place in the West and we're going to be going into a playoff run with a chance to win an NBA Finals, he will come back, and that's how I interpret most likely. Um But overall, I feel like if we really believe that Steph Curry, who is, in my opinion, one of the best players to play the game ever, uh, top 15 of all time, is really a top 15 player of all time, I think him with Draymond Green and uh, D'Angelo Russell, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Steve Kerr at head coach, I believe that that team is good enough to make the playoffs and be a contender when it comes time for April. Like, here's the thing with me. If I told you to close your eyes and I'm going to tell you about this NBA team and it's a blind test, right? And I'm going to say, all right, they have a two-time MVP on this team. They have one of the best coaches in the league. 
They have a defensive player in the year award winner and a guy who is, you know, going to be competing for a defensive player of a year award this year. They have another guy in the backcourt who's an all-star and they have some good role players on the team. Would you be like, ah, yeah, that team's missing the playoffs or shit. Or would you be like, oh man, that sounds like a team that could win and go far. I think you'd go far to the point where you say, yeah, this team could win and go far. But I think everyone just gets tired of winners and they get jealous of winners and they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to lose the game. I'm going to do They're going to lose. Like, you're rooting. People root against winners. Like, it's last year. Like, oh, I hope LeBron sucks in LA. And he did for a year. Everyone got so excited about it. Every year. This is the year the Patriots aren't going to do good. That's my Mickey Mouse voice, by the way. And they always do good. So the notion that the Warriors are going to miss the playoffs is, to me, laughable. I, I have Steph Curry winning the most valuable award, uh, most valuable player award winner. Uh, today, Michael Jordan came out and said Steph Curry is not even a Hall of Famer, which is the – I love Michael Jordan, you know, who I think is the greatest player of all time. But come on, Mike. You know Steph's a Hall of Famer. It's just like – I, I don't know what the point of taking... He was drunk, so I'm going to give him that. Like, when you're drunk, sometimes you say stuff that you don't really... Be, well, that sometimes you believe or don't really believe. But after they play the Clippers, they play at Oklahoma City, at New Orleans, Phoenix, San Antonio, Charlotte. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to go out on a limb here and predict they're going to beat the Clippers in the first game of the season, and they're going to start the season 6-0. and And then they play Portland at home 7-0, and and they might lose to Houston to go 7-1. and one. But even though that's going to take me to my second storyline of the season, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets, everyone's pretending are going to be so good. Um, they're going to be all right. But I don't like Russell Westbrook, and I don't like James Harden in the playoffs. So they might be a great regular season team. And once it comes to the playoffs, this team's going to fade, and this team's not going to be that good. Um, the one thing I do want to warn people about is that Russell Westbrook cannot shoot a basketball at all. I might be a better shooter than Russell Westbrook at this point in, in his career. And the Houston Rockets are built on analytics. He's not an analytically great player. Uh, I, I'm, get, I'm really interested to see what they do. Um, there's only one basketball and uh, I know that's been said a lot, but you know, I like to have. I, I know a lot of people. Say, oh, they'll stagger their minutes. Yeah, I understand they'll stagger their minutes, but when it comes to playoffs and crunch time and things like that, you don't. You want players who are better when they play together than players that you have to stagger to get the most out of. That's my second storyline. The third storyline: the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think this is like a. I think this could be a really big season for LeBron. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a big season for LeBron James, but I'm really excited to see how much LeBron James has taken a step back to the, not backwards, back to the right direction after that groin injury. He's never had this much rest in an offseason before, and with the um, addition of Anthony Davis, he's not. he's never played with a player as good as Anthony Davis. As long as his team stays healthy, I think we could have a season where we're talking about the Lakers as the number one seed. My fourth storyline is still in L.A., the Clippers. I think we're really highly overrating the Clippers, and that's only for two reasons. Because one, Paul George is going to miss a month of the season. And for two, let's not forget that Kawhi Leonard is going to have load management. Rumors are that he's already saying they're going to, he's only going to play 60, 65 games. And in the West, that can get you down to the five or six seed, depending on, you know, what other stuff falls out, falls down. 
Really interested to see that. Another thing I'm interested to see is the evolution of Luka Doncic. I believe that he's a future MVP. And as a future MVP award winner, um, I feel like year two is a huge year for them. Is he going to take the league by storm? And is he going to you know, assert himself? I mean, there was a GM poll that he's after Anthony Davis and um, and Giannis. He's the third you know, player that a GM would like to start his team with. Uh, on a GM poll, so this is really—he's uh, a really good basketball player. It's like the European team that got Christoph Porzingis. I'm really interested to watch the Dallas Mavericks. And last, I'm interested to see how quickly we get Zion back because Zion, I think, is going to be a generational player, a generational talent, and a guy that we're going to watch for years to come and be really excited about for years to come. I hate that we're already talking about the Greg Oden comparisons. Look. And that's fair because his injuries have been a little bit nagging. And the thing with Zion is I'm if you want to tell me Zion's not going to be that good because of injuries, you might have an argument. But if you're going to come in here and I'm going to I'll tell you to shut up if you think Zion's not a good enough basketball player because he is. Zion is a fantastic basketball player and a guy that I believe is going to be something like it's going to be unbelievable how good of a talent and how good of basketball and how passionate and and how charismatic, to be frank, he really is. I just think he's going to be absolutely fantastic if he remains healthy. So those are like the big storylines I'm really excited about this year. I'm sure people other, yeah, I think the Jazz could have the best record in the NBA. Do I really care? No, because they're going to phase out in the playoffs. They're not going to win an NBA championship. All the Mormons can go cry about it. I know they won't swear at me because they're not allowed to swear. So I kind of like attacking the Jazz and Jazz fans because in general they don't like supposedly they're not supposed to swear and they supposedly not going to get drunk so really they're just like easier to talk crap to without getting your feelings hurt and without them coming back and trying to hurt you that's really important to me because i'm sensitive actually i'm not really that sensitive but you know um this weekend was a kind of a funny weekend for me because of talking about sensitivity uh i i wrote on my Twitter that, uh, you know, if Seahawks fans want to cheer Earl Thomas and say thank you, they should say fuck you, Earl, because of uh, the way he's, you know, basically stuck his middle finger at Pete Carroll, who is way more important to me than uh, Earl Thomas. I wrote, uh, I would like to every Seahawks fan who's cheering Earl Thomas or thanking Earl Thomas to shut up and leave CenturyLink now. Don't you, don't want you remember there, remember he did this, and I embedded the video of him flicking off Pete Carroll. Of course, you know, Seahawks Twitter, I'm a Seahawks fan, went at me. I, I got uh, people wanting to fight me and meet up because, you know, it's just sports. So, you know, you, you want to, let's go fight you, man. I'm like, fuck you, dude. You're an idiot. Um, so, yeah, I didn't like that. You know, I should use the block button more. Um, I reached out to a podcast, Dirty Sports, asking them if uh, they'd like to come on this podcast. They responded back really sarcastic, and they were like, don't add us, man. I'm like, okay, thanks, man. Like, that's cool. Um, <laughs> whatever. I don't want to go on your podcast anymore anyway. So if you guys do listen to this, uh, don't reach out to me because it was kind of mean. Like, there's no reason to treat people like that. Like, I'm not a bad guy. So, yeah, a little sensitive this week. You know, that's what happens when you go 0 for 5 on your picks. Your uh, All your predictions are wrong. Your Seahawks lose and your Huskies lose. Of course I'm going to be sensitive. Like, what do you expect? You want me to be happy this week? God, like, yeah, I'm going to be a little more sensitive than I usually am because my weekend fucking sucked. Leave me alone. I bet on Michigan. At least I covered. But guess what? I also said that they were going to make it 
playoff appearance? Of course, they're not going to. Uh, all right. The last thing I want to talk about, and if I might have to add this later again to this podcast. I try, I'm trying to get her to come on the podcast. She hasn't seen my message yet, but there was this girl out in Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa. She got arrested. She got arrested for, um, I don't know why yet. That's why I'm trying to get her on this podcast, but she was basically uh being handcuffed and she she's grinding on the cop and saying you like that you like that really sexually i mean i'm gonna let you guys listen to it now um what it sounded like that way you can kind of get an idea so let's pull up that video for you and you can hear what she sounded like as she was getting arrested So yeah, she was arrested in Tuscaloosa outside of a Waffle House. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. It's the perfect SEC football story. Um, so yeah, she's now uh, th- her Instagram is they call me underscore ape. Her name is April Rose AP. So it's they call me underscore ape as A P E. Uh, her tagline on Instagram right now is went through some legal trouble. If you want to throw me five bucks, Venmo April. Her last name Teal. I'd like that. I think she's playing off the, oh, you'd like that? You'd like that? I mean, she's being a great sport about it. Hopefully, we can get her on the podcast, and I'll just add this to the end of this podcast before we produce it, like the interview with her. If not, that's the story. You can see it at songsports.com. And as always, this episode was brought to you by songsports.com and the Anchor app. Uh, visit songsports.com for great highlights, news. Also, listen to me and my brother's podcast. Um, that being said, podcast. You can follow this podcast, Twitter, Sports Are Funny Pod at Sports, the letter R, Funny Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Gjerjur, um, which is G J A R J O U R on Twitter and Instagram. All right. This is why sports are funny. And this has been presented by Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Oh, thank you.